When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Cheeseheads. Cheeseheads. Get on your feet. It's Curd and Law. Hosted by Sparky Fighter and Ryan Horvath. Welcome in another edition of Curd and Long. Steve Sparky Pfeiffer along with my guy Ryan Horvath. You can follow me at Sparky Radio. Check out the stuff over at 1250 AM, the fan.com. Interviews and such that I do. Ryan Horvath back again. Bet MGM tonight. Check him and Nick Ashu and Trista Crick weeknights on the BetQL radio network. I'm sure there's one close to you where you can check it out or just listen and stream it on your Odyssey app. Check them out on, are you guys on Twitch, YouTube? What are y'all on uh, video-wise? Uh, Twitch and YouTube. Twitch and YouTube. So you can check them out there too, Bet MGM tonight if you want to see what Horvat is wearing on a night-to-night basis for style advice and so forth. Horvat is there for you. You can follow him on Twitter at Ryan Horvat. Uh, normally we're... Yes. Now, normally Mondays we record this, uh, but I have sick a uh, sick kid at home. Horvat had no heat in his house, so it was something the last couple of days. So here we are Tuesday afternoon recording uh, instead. So we haven't talked about the Packer game yet. I'm Baker Mayfield's perfect quarterback rating. The first time, I believe, in the history of Lambeau Field where an opposing quarterback came in and had a perfect quarterback rating against a Packers defense. And again, they haven't been keeping track of quarterback rating like since the 60s or anything like that. I don't know when it started, but it hasn't been I mean, it hasn't been that long. Either way, still embarrassingly bad uh, by this Packers defense. So I guess we'll start there uh, as far as just how bad this Packers defense looked this week. And we'll get to Joe Barry still having his job. We'll get to Devondre Campbell's comments on uh, Twitter. We'll also get some of your questions on Twitter because I had tweeted out earlier today. We were recording today if anybody had questions. So we'll read some of those questions as well a little bit later in the Curtin Long podcast. How about your initial thoughts on what you saw from the Packers and a loss to the Buccaneers? Oh, man. All right. Well, right off the bat, this could be the clip that uh, goes on X or social media, Twitter, whatever we're calling it these Facebook, days. Facebook, goes on Facebook too, yeah. Put it all out there because I hate to be this guy. We're recording here. It's Tuesday, December 19th. I'm actually in the Christmas Christmas spirit. I'm going really? back. Yeah, I'm going back home for Christmas. Right. Good. I'm excited to see my family, see my mother, my father, my grandfather, all my cousins, my aunts, my uncles. Uh, so I'm in the Christmas spirit. So I've been very nice to everybody at work. Oh. Although I was a little bit pissed off today because I find out that President Joe Biden is making his way to Bethesda, Maryland, where I live. And I just found this out right now while we're recording. So could be uh, a problem for going to work. Another three hours of traffic. Um, <laughs> hopefully the bosses or the powers that be will maybe let me work from home. That would be awesome. It's also my son's Christmas concert that I have to miss tonight. So that'd be uh. cool to maybe attend that. But uh, so I don't want here's the thing, right? It's Christmas. I don't want anybody to lose their job right before Christmas. I'm sure Joe Barry's a family man and he's a nice yeah. guy and a family, but he's got to go. Or Brian Gutekinds has to unfortunately fire himself here, or Mark Murphy has to fire Goot. And I don't know that Goot needs to go because, you know, Van Ness made some plays on Sunday. But um, what I'm saying is there's, and I know that there's some injuries, right? Jair's not out there. Savage isn't out there. Uh, Quay's been dinged up. But there's a lot of first round picks on that defense and now I'm angry and now I want Joe Barry to lose his job. And I don't care that it's six days before Christmas. He's made enough money. I mean, he was the defensive coordinator of an Owen 16 football team. He was the defensive coordinator here in DC and they don't like him very much. And here's the reason now I'm upset, right? So only two quarterbacks have ever recorded a perfect 158.3 passer rating at Lambeau field. Right, it happened. Oh, I thought he was. I thought he was the only one. Oh, so there's another one. Okay, Aaron Rodgers did it in 2019 oh. on October 20th. Yeah. Our quarter. Right? Yeah. So now Baker Mayfield comes to town, 381 yards, 13.6 yards per completion. Not just dinking and dunking down the field. Four touchdowns, no picks. Was sacked five times. We did call that. 
had a perfect 158.3 QB rating. So now he's in the same conversation at Lambeau Field. My favorite field, my favorite stadium is my favorite quarterback. And even if you're over Aaron Rodgers, Jordan Love didn't even get to complete the circle of life and have his perfect QB rating because now Baker Mayfield's the second guy to do it, and we have one man to blame. It's Joe Barry. I told you I wasn't going to bet on the Green Bay Packers last minute. I bet on the Green Bay Packers because Baker Mayfield and his two previous appearances at Lambeau Field didn't look very good. I thought that the Packers were the better team. They were three-and-a-half-point favorites in the game. And Joe Barry and that defense have now, in back-to-back weeks, been cooked by Tommy DeVito and Baker Mayfield. It's time to go. Somebody's got to fall on the sword. Again, I don't like to call for people to lose their jobs. We can't fire all 11 guys on the defensive side of the ball that played on Sunday, can we? So no, somebody no, no. hey. And then Matt LaFleur goes to the podium yesterday. I thought I was t- I thought I was taking the crazy pills. I thought Aaron Rodgers shit me some of the Oscaloosa or whatever the hell it is. What? Joe Barry's keeping his job. Nobody's being held accountable for that mess. It's Baker Mayfield. This isn't Baker Mayfield in the Rose Bowl at Oklahoma. This is Baker Mayfield in the National Football League. And he's played all right. Like, shout out to Baker. Shout out to the Bucs right now. They have the best odds to win the NFC South. Somebody's got to win that dumpster fire of a division. But you had a chance to capitalize home games before some big divisional games, and you were in the playoff hunt, and you were let down by that defense. Now Jordan Love knows what it's like to be Aaron Rodgers officially. You have to score every time you got the ball around here, pal. Doesn't matter if it's Dom Capers, Joe Barry. Here's what you do. Get somebody in there with a freaking clue, man. Like, I can't tell you. I don't want to swear. I'm trying to keep this a family podcast. It's the Christmas season. I'm trying to just zen myself here, kumbaya. But, like, it is like third and 17, third and 18. Like, you get them, be- like you get them behind the sticks. And then you just gift them first down after first down after first down. And it's been the same thing my entire life, and it never changes. This soft zone coverage. A couple weeks ago, I don't care if Matt LaFleur says that was man coverage. Why are you playing eight yards off the ball? I know that you don't have the talent, but, man, you definitely don't have the scheme either. I watch guys like Brian Flores. Like, the Vikings don't have the most talented secondary. Carolina, Carolina, they stink. Uh, uh, really, uh, you know, like, um, th- there's teams right now, the Colts, your Colts, yeah, they're winning games right now, and a lot of that is the offense with Shane Steichen, but they're winning with that defense. This Packers secondary is not much worse than that Colts. I think they might have a better secondary. Where's Jair now? He's wiping his Instagram of Packers stuff. Get out of here, then. I, like, I've been sticking up for Jair, but I'm pissed off now. I am so excited now to not have to talk about this team in a couple of weeks. We'll talk draft, things like that, but no, they're soft. And, and, and that's the thing. They're the softest team in the league every year. They are. And I think that's coaching. And I've been sticking up for LaFleur, but man, that was, that was nonsense. That's the Buccaneers. That ain't Brady's Bucks. Chris Godwin torches you. He hasn't done crap all season long. He hops off the milk carton. Shows up and Baker Mayfield comes to town and picks you apart. I live with like getting cooked by like Jared Goff in Detroit, right? Whatever. Uh, you know, if, if Mahomes comes to town and does that, but he doesn't. They confuse the hell out of Mahomes and beat him, but they can't beat Baker Mayfield and Danny DeVito, Tommy DeVito. I, Tommy DeVito. Yeah. Uh, all right. That's my thoughts. I'm very upset. I thought like Jordan Love. You know, again, like missed some throws, but made enough plays. If that's the if that's his bad, if that's what his bad and if that's his bad going forward, right? So, if like in three or four years, that's his bad. What his bad game looks like, they're in a really good position. If that's I don't bad. Even remember how he played? Because all I remember is the defense getting cooked yeah. all day. He could have had the worst game of his career, and I'd be like, you know, Jordan well, Love wasn't that bad. Because I mean, he I don't know that throw to Jade. That throw to Jaden Reed. Oh, and coming out of they're going right. I mean, he he didn't step into that throw. That was all arm Horvat and Jaden Regan both those feet down and stopping uh, and falling up. That was a hell of a football play by both guys, Love and by Reed. Yeah, how about some positive from me? Jaden Reed's a player. Yeah, Wicks 
He, he remember we talked about confident, concerned, curious. I was, I was curious to see who's going to step up if Watson wasn't going to play. And Dontavious Wicks was that guy in that game showing, hey, I can I can be the guy on this team, maybe. Let, let me play a little bit here. Why do we why, why not more targets for Dobbs? Am I am I missing something? I haven't watched the tape this week. I, All I, I could think of is they feel like Wicks and Reed are more explosive. So, you know, Dobbs is See, I don't like comparing player. him to old receivers. Maybe he's driver. Maybe right. Maybe Heinz Ward. Maybe one of those type guys. Kind of going forward. Now they still don't have a speed speed guy. Maybe like they have with Watson, and they got to find one of those maybe in the draft. Because as of right now, two years in, we can't rely on him to be there for every game. Um, but even without Watson in there, and even with Jones on a pitch count, which by the way, that was absolutely moronic. You you say before the game to Larry McCarron that he's on a pitch count. And everybody's talking like 15 to 20, 15 to 16 touches or snaps or whatever the case may be. Okay, sounds good. He got, Aaron Jones got eight carries on the first drive. Eight. And I'm going, oh, hold on here. Either you just blatantly lie to McCarron, which is possible, I guess. Uh, or you are don't plan on playing him much after this first drive. And sure as heck, Patrick Taylor's in, Kenyon Drake's in. He looked lost. Those guys are in there trying to figure out how to play. Taylor looked okay in that game again. Uh, seemingly uh, looked okay. You vented about the defense. I would like to vent about Packer fans, Packers media, and so forth. And I'm going to tell you why. You all need to use your brains at some point in life. Y'all keep saying, oh, Sparky, you're wrong. Sparky, you're wrong. I'm telling you right now, I'm not wrong. And I know I'm not wrong. This isn't, I, I don't think I'm wrong. No, I know I'm not wrong. This whole thing, and God bless y'all for being literal with every little thing that comes out of people's mouths in this organization. Of well, Mark Murphy is Matt Lafleur's boss. Mark Murphy is Brian Gutenkunz's boss, and Russ Ball's boss. He's all three of their bosses. And Gutenkunz cannot fire Lafleur, and Gutenkunz cannot fire Russ Ball, and Russ Ball cannot fire Lafleur, and the Russ Ball cannot fire Gutenkunz. Only Mark Murphy can fire these head coaches, uh, head coach, GM, and the money guy. Okay, fine. And this is going to solve it all because everything's going to come through Murphy. Fine. I'm going to explain something to you. And I want you all to really just use your brain. Okay? Use your brain. Put the literal crap away of listening to them talk and just use your brain for a second. Do you think that if Brian Gutekunst went to Mark Murphy Sunday during the game or after the game and said, I'm done. Like, I'm done watching this defense. I'm done with this scheme and Joe Barry and all this stuff. I'm done. The dude just put up a perfect quarterback rating, right Mark. We're we got to be done with this dude. Do you think Mark Murphy's going to look at Brian and go, "Nah"? If Matt believes in him, I believe in him. We'll we'll just we'll just go ahead and see what happens. I don't think so. I think if Brian Gutekunst went to Mark Murphy and said, "We're I'm done," I think Mark Murphy would been like, "Thank God, I've been done. Fine, let's go get this dude out of here." Matt will have to figure it out in Philadelphia. They just put that knucklehead Patricia in charge of that defense in Philadelphia because they, they wanted a different voice because it wasn't working. So they switched they switched duties, essentially. I'm fine. Put Olivadotti in charge of the defense. Let Joe Barry go back and coach linebackers like he was doing with the Chargers and flip duties, or the Rams, wherever the hell he was from here, Chargers, but under Staley. Flip duties. Barry, you're now the linebacker coach. You don't like it? Well, there's the door. Get out. Uh, and Olivadotti, you're going to call plays. And if we suck for three games, we suck for three games. But there is no way you can tell me that Murphy doesn't listen to Gutekunst at all on any type of big decisions involving that coaching staff. Gutekunst is the one that's drafting the players and putting them on the field. And you're telling me that's it. That's where the responsibility lies, right? So if this team sucks and they got all these first-round picks, what's Murphy going to do? Murphy's going to go to Brian and go, all right, you're fired. This coaching staff's amazing. Your players suck. Get out. There's there's absolutely no way that's going to happen. None. And just like if he goes to LaFleur and says, hey, man, this is where we're at right now. We got a bunch of first-round picks. And again, Murphy's a former NFL player, y'all, who wanted all this power, power-hungry Mark Murphy. That's who this dude is. Mark Murphy knows what he sees. and He, can he see played in, like, that. 1950 when guys wore leather care. helmets. He can, look at a guy, he can look at a guy running wide open and playing pitch and catch all the way down the field and know that's not what an NFL defense is supposed to look like. Like, I'm sorry. Y'all are wrong on this. If Brian Gutekunst wanted this dude gone and went and hammered the table to Mark Murphy to get rid of this dude, 
he'd be gone. And instead, and I don't even know if this happened. Now, this is where the I don't know, okay? I don't know if Murphy, Goot, and LaFleur talked after the game as a group and tried to figure this out. And LaFleur's thing was, hey, look, regardless of who is in here that we promote, it's going to be the same defense. We're going to have the same communication issues that we have already. This isn't his fault. Right. And so it's not going to matter for three games. I'm just finished the season because he's a really nice guy. Good family guy. It's Christmas, right? It's Christmas. They can't fire a dude before Christmas. Let's just play it out and see what happens. But my thing is, again, if I'm Murphy, you had a chance to go to the playoffs. It was right there. You had every opportunity. This offense, not against the Giants, horrible. Fine. I'm with you. But you had the lead with 93 seconds left and this defense couldn't get a stop. Now here in this game, your offense wasn't necessarily horrible. It looked okay, and you gave up a ton of yards and a perfect passer rating. And now I'm supposed to believe that you all, as an organization, care about the playoffs this year. You all, as an organization, care about the postseason. I knew Gunakuns didn't care at the beginning of the year when he didn't bring in any veterans for wide receivers and so forth. But, as we all know, expectations change, right? As the season goes on, you realize, holy crap, we're better than we thought. I'm sure no Colts fan thought they were going to the playoffs before the season started, especially after the rookie quarterback went down and Gardner Minshew's a quarterback. But expectations change. Once expectations change, then your expectations need to change as far as what are we going to do to make sure we get there? And instead, you decided, to hell with it. We don't care about the season. We don't care that he's possibly losing the locker room on the defensive side of the ball. We're just going to roll with it. And again, like Ryan said earlier, fire them all. I mean, I... Murphy is is the head of the snake. So if if you're saying that Joe Barry should be fired and you are also the one telling me that only Mark Murphy can decide if Joe Barry is going to be fired, then Mark Murphy should retire and step aside and get the hell out of the way and let somebody with a set of cojones come in here and run this organization because he clearly is not the guy to be running this organization anymore. It's an absolute joke. There. Yeah, I'm man, not. like every, everything's just a mess right now, right? Like you got Devondre Campbell tweeting stuff out. You got the defense getting cooked by DeVito and Baker Mayfield back-to-back weeks. It's not a good look right now. Just seems more Chicago Bears than Green Bay Packers, to be quite honest. And I think somebody has to get held accountable. Dude, you saw Rashawn Gary after that game just sitting on the sidelines. By himself. Yeah, by himself. Like, ah, man. Last year, they had the exit interviews, right? And it was like Joe Barry asking guys what they wanted to do more. And I thought that they all wanted to play more tight man coverage. And maybe, I mean, you could say you don't have the personnel with guys like Keyshawn Nixon and these guys, you know, playing defensive back. Stokes hasn't looked very good. Stokes hasn't been out there. When he has, he hasn't looked very good. Jair, even when he was out there this year, wasn't playing great. Savage had like some moments, but like, at the end of the day, I never want him as my starting safety ever again. He can't tackle. Okay. All these guys are the same. They're all allergic to making a play, in my opinion. There's no – Kenny Clark was good on Sunday. He was awesome on Sunday, actually. But there's, like, no uh, big mean dudes. I don't want, like, big mean dudes, like, you know, like trying to fight trainers and, and assistant coaches. That Like, that's not what I want. I want some, like, Ed Reed, Ray Lewis. Hall of Famers. Not even, no, not even, like, just, like, the way that they played the game, though. All right, so, like, in today's, like, I love watching, like, Fred Warner, right? Like, I don't love Nick Bosa, but I like watching Nick Bosa. I like watching Miles Garrett. Okay, those guys are Hall of Famers. You know, even, (laughs) dude, I wanted Patrick Queen. You guys can say what you want. Patrick Queen will be a free agent. He's having a hell of a season. Over 100 tackles already, a bunch of sacks. He's pretty decent in coverage all of a sudden. I don't know. I want some, like, tough guys. Not Jamal Adams because he can't co- he can't cover anybody and he's a clown off the field. But I don't know, man. I'll tell you who ain't it though it is these guys, these clowns. I don't mean to call them clowns. These guys that like we're trucking out there though every year, and it's like why? You know, like Nixon. I get that he he had a year returning punts and returning kicks. He's he's never going to be a shutdown corner. And, and Valentine, like come on, man. You know what I mean? Like these are never going to be starting corners on a Super Bowl team. And every year, despite the fact, like, I would like to go back and look at Green Bay and Goot taking these first-round corners. I mean, we value that position more than anybody, right? Like, yeah. And I'm guessing it's going to happen again with these corners early and often. And every year, every year it's the same story. You know, like, a team has a shot to win something, and you're trotting out Ladarius Gunter or Kevin King. 
Like you saw Kevin King couldn't play and you were like, all right, we're not going to make a trade. We're not going to bring in like a vet. Like why do they always just roll what they have? These guys suck and they always suck. This secondary is always crap. Every year, every year, it's the same story, dude. In the playoffs, like you could have a lead and I just know that they're going to blow it. It could be Eli Manning. It could be Colin Kaepernick. It could be, you know, uh, Carson Palmer. It could be Kurt Warner. You know, it could be like the Boulevard of Broken Dreams. Joe Webb, rest in peace. And like you knew, and like you know that you're going to get cooked, probably on like third and 11, third and 13, because it's always the same scheme. It's, and it doesn't matter like who that, like get somebody in there with a clue. You know, I, I don't know, man. I would have rather had anybody. How is Joe Barry even in, in the conversation? How is he even in the conversation? Well, what if you Staley know, is the next guy? You brought this up on Friday. But I like, how does Matt Patricia even have a job, right? Like, how does Jason Garrett have a job in the broadcast booth or on that sideline? Like, how does some of these guys keep finding work? Joe Barry, maybe he could be like a DB coach. Maybe he could be like an analyst. He's got to understand something about the game of football that he continues to find work, but he's not a coordinator. Get me a Robert Sala. Like, yeah, is he a little bit of a clown on the hard knocks with the, you know, with the swearing and yelling at everybody? Like, I don't know. I kind of like that stuff, but like, that's what I want. Dan Quinn in Dallas, like they have a rule that if you make a play and you don't celebrate, they like fine you or they like call you out or something like that. Like we don't have any swag. We don't have any dogs. We got a bunch of guys that are quitting. They're not even out of playoff contention and guys are quitting. When did Jair even get hurt? I'm not saying that he doesn't have a real injury, but like, are we dealing with the shoulder stuff again? Yes. Shoulder six weeks. Like six weeks. Bakhtiari's ACL. Like, when is it time just to say goodbye, man? The, you know the, Jair, I mean? the Jair thing is interesting uh, because, uh, you know, he wipes his Instagram and all that. I'm guessing people have been ripping him, and that's why he got rid of that. Uh, but the Jair thing is if he is truly hurt, even though he's been practicing, if he truly is hurt where he can't play, then this is on the training staff for misdiagnosing whatever the hell is wrong with his shoulder. And and wasting you wasted a roster spot for four weeks. You could have had somebody fill that roster spot for four weeks, and you chose not to. And instead, he wasted the roster spot. Let me add one more thing that just out of nowhere really pisses me off. And this is where Brian Gudikins and Mark Murphy. Correct me if I'm wrong. Whoever whoever makes this deal with the Jets, here's where you got absolutely hosed. Aaron Rodgers is pushing forty years old. Spark, you said it before the season. I said it before the season. That was the worst offensive line in football going yeah. into the year, right? Horrible. Yep. You got an old ass quarterback who, yeah, man, like you saw it game one. And even in, I was watching Hard Knocks and I knew Rodgers was cooked because he goes to Garrett Wilson. He's like, I'm going to hang on to the ball an extra two to three seconds and you break off on this route. And I'm like, bro, you are not going to have an extra two to three seconds. That ain't David Bakhtiari, Elton Jenkins, and Corey Lindsley out there, right? And we saw it. On that first drive, the four snaps or whatever it was, he was hanging on to the ball too long. If you're playing behind that offensive line, you better have some wheels on you and you better get rid of the ball quick, right? He's not going to do that. The fact that that was ever, 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 ever an incentive or whatever you want to call it in that deal, that if he didn't play 65% of the snaps that you didn't get that first round pick, you should fire yourself. You're a stupid idiot. That's an aging quarterback behind a terrible offensive line, dude. You let Woody... like. I, I get it at the end of the day. You get, what, a second-round pick? But, like, how was that ever you part got of multiple, the You got multiple you, picks. You right. hang up right there. They would have got desperate, man. You saw the way that they were parading him out there, having him run with the American flag. Right now he's playing he, – he was never coming back this season. This is insanity. You know what I mean? Like, it was all about, like, they're the Jets. They're a mess. What was their other option? What was their second option? Flacco. It, it, they didn't have one. So they were always going to get desperate. Price of brick was always going up. You caved. Unless that's, like, am I am I missing something? That should have never been part of the deal, man. Why didn't we make a bigger deal about that? Or did people make a bigger deal? I don't, I, I think uh, a lot of people were I love injury history, too, when he plays people, behind a bad offensive line. People were ripping the Packer, or ripping the Jets for even putting a one into that deal to begin with. With sixty five percent attached I'm to it, with they're running the bit. I mean, right? I'm just saying that the Jets fans were well, Jets fans, Jets media, national media could not believe they attached a one 
uh, in 2024 to it possibly if you played 65% of the snaps. But the reason they did that was odds are it would have been end of the one, end of the first in their mind because Rodgers would have been so good. It worked out fine. Now you look at it from a Packer fan perspective. No, you didn't get the one, but you're going to get a damn high too. I mean, it might as well be a late first at this point with how high they're going to be drafting there in the second round because the Jets are god awful. Uh, at this point. So I don't know. We'll see what happens. All, all right. Well, take a quick time out. I, I want to get to Devondre Campbell uh, in that tweet uh, that you talked about earlier. We'll do that coming up next here on Kurt and Long. We are fired up on Christmas week. Hey, it's C. Sparky Fiverr, 1250 AM. The fan Ryan Horvath, Bet MGM tonight, part of the BetQL radio network. Follow him on X or Twitter or whatever at Ryan Horvath. You can follow me at Sparky Radio. Uh, let's talk a little bit about Devondre Campbell's comments uh, on Twitter uh, that he put out actually Tuesday here as we're recording this. Uh, not going out of my way anymore, and I'm not playing through injuries anymore because when bleep goes wrong, they always use it against you. I'm treating everyone accordingly and giving them the same energy they give me. Focus on yourself and your mental 59. You owe it to yourself. And then a shaking hands symbol with himself uh, at the end of that. That was about Matt LaFleur's comments uh, yesterday, Monday, talking about communication being the big issue and guys not being lined up properly and not knowing what they're supposed to be doing properly uh, and so forth. Well, who's the guy with the green dot? Who's the guy making the calls and is in charge of lining guys up? That's Devondre Campbell. He woke up this morning, read those quotes, lost his mind, and sent that tweet. That's what happened. So now, as I stated earlier, not only are you going to lose this locker room over Joe Barry, now you're going to lose, well, you've lost one guy, based on what Matt LaFleur had to say about communication, throwing Devontae Campbell under the bus, instead of owning up to the fact that Joe Barry's a clown. So we, we that's the route that he decided to go. Now, maybe him and Gutekunst and Mark Murphy have already decided they're cutting him after this year, so it doesn't really matter if he's pissed off. They obviously clearly decided the playoffs aren't a thing by keeping Joe Barry. So they're not worried about the postseason at this point either. Uh, and as I said before, uh, if indeed uh, this is Mark Murphy, who could have ended this uh, and simply chose not to uh, and said, no, Goop, no, we're going to keep him. I, I, I trust him. We're going to keep him. We're going to roll with him. Then he should resign too because he's aged and old and should get the hell out of the way and let somebody in here that knows how to do the job, do the job. Uh, Horvat, uh, your thoughts on Devondre uh, Campbell's tweet. I can't believe that this is stuff that we have to talk about this season, right? Like this is the, like the gossip hour. This is what the green Bay Packers have become. I don't even care about the tweet, right? Like I tweeted, tweeted, I texted you my thoughts. I think this team is super soft. I couldn't imagine like Ray Lewis or Brian Urlacher, oh, you know, the green dot and those defenses going on Twitter, talking about being, 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 being. like this is in, in Matt LaFleur being, 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 being. and Joe Barry, baby, 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 and then Brian Gudikins, baby, 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 baby. I'm worried about this this organization, and I have been, man. Like, I, you guys could call me whatever and, and say whatever about like Aaron Rodgers, but like, there's been some truths that are coming out. Like, I don't think a lot of these. Like, does it appear that Bakhtiari and Jair and some of these guys want to be there? And now we got Devondre Campbell doing this. We had the whole Zadarius thing. I didn't really think too much of that because Zadarius does that everywhere he goes. But I don't know, man. Like. You know, like, look at the way that they treated Jordy Nelson on the way out. Hey, you could come back, but you got to take a $12 million pay cut. You know, I know Greg Jennings was pissed. He didn't even get an offer. He blamed Rodgers. I don't know why he was so pissed at Rodgers. Like, he should have been pissed at the organization. You heard Rodgers and Clay. Look at the way they treated Clay Matthews on the way out. These Although are they all also- old guys, though, Ryan. These are all guys outside of Jennings. I mean, Jordy didn't do much after that. He had, what, one year with the Raiders where he was kind of okay. Okay, well, it doesn't look like gone. the young guys want to be there now, man. That's what I'm saying. Well, the only young guy you mentioned is Jair. Bakhtiari is old. Campbell's not a young guy. I mean, the only kind of relatively young guy that's still playing, and I don't know if he's even playing well, um, is Jair Alexander at this point. Now, again, if Jair does want out, and we don't know if he wants out, we have no idea what the hell's going on to be clear. But if Jair doesn't want to be here, okay, you I, I would imagine you can get something for him, but you're going to get less because the dude hasn't played for a half a season. So really, you're absolutely just tanking any type of draft stock you have in trading Jair Alexander at this point by him not being able to get out there on the field and play. And if he's as hurt as he says he is, then that's on the training staff and, again, the front office, Murphy Gutekunst, for not IRing this dude uh, and calling it a day on him sooner if it was as bad as apparently it is. They screwed that situation up. Their medical staff that they hired, that they put in place, screwed this up. If 
He really is as hurt as he says. If he simply just doesn't want to play anymore and is just choosing not to play, just saying, well, I don't feel well, even though he could be out there. Okay, well, then that's something deeper as an organization you're going to have to dig into and figure out whether or not you want this dude on your team going forward. It wasn't like he was anti-Jordan Love at any point this year. At the beginning of the year, he's like, our, he's our QB1, blah, 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 blah. They're going through their rough stretch. He's like, well, we got to score. We got to figure this out. Our offense is struggling a little bit. We got to go. He hasn't been anti-offense or anti-love in any public quotes that I've seen. Um, you know, he thinks he's Dion. That rubs some people the wrong way. Fine. It is what it is. He's not Dion. Uh, but I I don't know. The, 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 the Alexander's thing is one of two things. Either A, he's really hurt more than what they said he was, which is on them. Or B, he really doesn't want to be here and is just playing out the string trying to get to the offseason and ask for a trade. Maybe he already has asked for a trade. We have no idea. I'm going to lean towards the aspect of I think he's hurt, and I think they screwed up. Again, again, the, the, the medical training staff in Green Bay is amazing. How many times are we going to watch players with hamstring injuries for the last two years continuously occur? Um, so, and, and they won't make changes. Those will continue to run the same guys out there and have great job security. So I, I tend to lean it's the medical aspect of this more than it's he doesn't want to be here as far as Jair goes. Bakhtiari, he came out and said he wants to be here in 2024. Now, again, that's social media. Is it lip service or not? Don't know. But I think if Bakhtiari had questions about love coming into the season, I think you would agree with me. I think those are answered. Like, if you're at home and you're Bakhtiari, I'll block for this dude. He's legit. He can play. I'm good. Let's go. But I think what I think may have been a thing is, man, I don't want to be on a losing damn team and suck. Like, I'm too old for this crap. I want to go somewhere where I can win. But you clearly can see they can win with this offense. Yeah, I don't know, man. Like, I just, I don't, I, I, that's why I'm just, like, confused kind of about, like, the direction of the team, I guess. Like, Aaron Jones is, everybody's always like, man, Aaron, and I love Aaron Jones, but everybody's like, oh, Aaron Jones is, like, he's always happy and saying nice things. He's such a great teammate. And I'm like, yeah, he is. He's also a running back that got a second deal. Why the hell would you blow that bag? You know what I mean? It's like if you're right. a running back mo- making over $8 million, you know, like you're getting some guaranteed cash out of this. Hell yeah, he's going to be a good teammate, man. Like he's already, man, like, you know what I mean? Like he's old. He's, he's getting old for a running back. So, yeah, and A.J. Dillon's happy. Of course A.J. Dillon's happy. He averages three yards per carry. You know, who else is going to pay him to do that next year? Yep. But like. I'm not saying Bakhtiari and Jair are dogging it. I mean, I think they're dealing with real injuries. I'm just saying, like, this team, there's, like, no veteran leaders anymore. I don't know. Another thing I noticed that kind of pisses me off, like, nobody does the Lambo leap anymore. That's very random. I, I, I don't know. Maybe that's a thing. I don't know. I haven't paid attention to the who does I just the don't, I don't feel, I feel like I'm, like, watching, like, these aren't the Packers anymore. Yeah, man. yeah, maybe. Like, I feel like I'm watching all these young dudes, and it's like, I don't know. And then I'm watching like this organization that I love and I'm always like, you know, the bears suck. The bears still suck. And, and the Vikings are never going to win a super bowl. Ah, ha, 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 ha. And now all of a sudden, like the bears have a tremendous amount of money in the top. They 10 had a rookies. tremendous amount of money last year. They suck. Uh, they are trusting okay. Justin Fields. It looked like again, not sure okay. that's a wise move right I now mean, though. Nothing has changed for me on the bears still sucking. That, okay. Nothing's changed. Vikings right not now. winning a Super Bowl. I'm still there on that too, Ryan. Nothing has changed on either one of those teams. The only, the only thing that has changed from the last 20 years is the lions appear to be competent finally for the first time. Other than that, the other two organizations are who they are. All I'm saying is like, you look at some of these other locker rooms right now and it's like Brock Purdy and Christian McCaffrey, like, oh no, you should be MVP. Oh no, you should be MVP. And then you look at like, um, you know, like, uh, you know, some of these other situations like Chicago, you know, Montez Sweat did an interview last week and he's like, oh man, the culture here is just so much better than Washington. You know, we got some dogs here. We want to win. You got DJ Moore in that locker room. Like, I don't want Caleb Williams or Drake May. I want Justin Fields as my quarterback. Then we got our locker room, you know, we got everything we need. We got Jair and his big, stupid sunglasses with his big hat. Like, but that's being positive. We got got our starting middle linebacker, the green dot of our defense, rather than preparing for the next opponent. He just got cooked by Baker Mayfield. He's, he's in his feelings on, on, on Twitter. Uh, You know, it's just this team right now. It's just hard to be in love with them the way that you usually are. And you just, you need some change. And you know, if like LaFleur or Goot or Murphy's not going to come down hard and be like, Hey, we need some change here. I don't know, man. You're just going to get the same results. The style that Joe Barry plays, nobody's going to win with in the NFL unless you have 
all pro freaking corners, safeties, pass rushers. You know what I mean? Like, like I brought up with like McDonald in Baltimore. Like, did you watch that game against Jacksonville? I told you that was going to be a terrible matchup for the Jags. You know why? They're going to play tight man coverage and there was no Christian Kirk. They didn't sit there and play eight yards off the ball in soft zone coverage and say, then can dunk us down the field. No, they manned up dude and teed off on those wide receivers. So like it is ski, you know? Yeah. I mean, right now there's not all pro corners, but dude, every year Baltimore has a banged up secondary. Last year, they lost like three of their starting corners, like right back to back to back in practice. They all just blew out their ACL. It was the weirdest thing. It was like a Stephen King movie. They were still a top 10 defense. You know what I mean? Like, I got it. You got to figure it out. These are all pros or you got to like, or it's on like, you know what I mean? I don't know. It's frustrating though. Um, And it's, and it's frustrating because the guys that are supposed to be the leaders, those are the guys that have like acted like children, in my opinion, this year, not so much like Bach, he got hurt. And then he was just like gone. Right. And like Jair, like, but these guys, when they get hurt, they're always just gone, you know? And I don't want to be like Deshaun Watson, Joe Burrow, side to side guy. But I do think that there's something to that, man. Deshaun Watson's chilling up with his buddies in the stands and Joe Burrow's, you know, with, with Jake Browning on the sideline, you know, with a headset on, man. That's Joe Burrow who just made a bunch of money. With a headset on that beautiful head of hair, he's getting Jake Browning sweets. You know, he's, he's, he's helping his team. That's a teammate right there. You know, when Aaron Jones was hurt, where was he? He was on the sideline helping his guys out. If a guy makes a mistake, pick your head up. If a guy fumbles, pick your head up. I don't want to see this nonsense from Devondre Campbell. He should be Devondre Campbell should be happy. I hate to be this guy too, but like, who the hell else was going to give him that contract? And then yep. bring him back again this year. He was terrible last year. He had more tackles week six than he did the entire year before. Like he was playing with house money. Goot rewarded him. You know, Rasul, Rasul was another dude that was bouncing from team to team. And he, he got uh paid. And he's still balling. You watch him with Buffalo. He's a guy that wants to be out there. And that sucks, man. Like, trading a guy like that, that wants to be there, seeing a guy like Rashawn Gary pissed off after balling out. Because, like, I feel like what that is is, like, he's on that sideline pondering, we don't have the right coaches. We don't have the right personnel. Like, let's remember, he came from Michigan, was coached by Harbaugh. Or he's like, none of these other guys want it. We don't got dogs. These guys don't want to be here. They just want the money. They want to tell people they play for the Packers. They want to get out of here in a couple weeks and get the hell out of Green Bay. That's what I see from this team. All right, you know, he is- not so much, not so much offensively. Jordan Love seems to have all the right qualities, but the defense, man, bunch of bad, se- bunch of bad seeds, as I tell my son. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. He has Ryan Horvath. Follow him on Twitter, Ryan Horvath. Follow me at Sparky Radio. All right, take another quick time. I'll come back. We're going to answer some of your questions. I don't know how many of these Horvath has seen or not seen, so we'll ask them next coming up here. I'm Curtin Long. Download it on your Odyssey app, wherever you download your favorite podcast. And, of course, uh, check us out on YouTube on the Odyssey Sports YouTube page. Like, subscribe, hit the bell, notifications, all that fun stuff. Back after this. Hey, it's C Sparky, 5 for 1250 AM, The Fan, along with my guy Ryan Horvath from BetMGM Tonight, weeknights, part of the BetQL Radio Network. Follow him on Twitter at Ryan Horvath. All right, let's get some of these questions. People uh, tweeting at Sparky Radio and Ryan Horvath for this edition. Uh, first, uh, says, what is his opinion, uh, Ryan's, on Rashid Walker's future at left tackle? Uh, I need to see a little bit more, right? Like, I need to see a little bit more of Rasheed Walker. He's been playing um, a lot better lately. Yeah, let me pull up some of his numbers here really quick and just take a look at it really quick. Um, Because that's a really good question, just as far as, like, who I feel comfortable with on this offensive line. Um, You know what I mean? It's not John Runyon. I know that much. Who? Yeah, yeah. all right. So who's definitely not back on this offensive line? Like, if you're Runyon. making the decision. Runyon's not back for sure. And everybody Runyon. else, Ronnie for sure, they have to replace him at right guard. Um, and then you have to figure out what you want to do with Zach Tom. I mean, Myers has played relatively well, too. So does Zach Tom move inside a guard and you draft the right tackle? Uh, do you leave Tom at right tackle where he's played well and draft a guard? Do you think Sean Ryan is good enough? They pretty much went 50-50 split uh, at right guard this week in this game against Tampa Bay. I mean, that's a that's another option that you have. And I think that's part of the reason why they're splitting time. They're trying to figure out what they have in Sean Ryan before they get to the draft next year. Because offensive line, and I know secondary is going to be something they're going to need to draft, but I think they're going to have to draft a couple offensive linemen 
uh, as well uh, once you get to that draft at the end of April. I mean, like, uh, you know, like Rashid, he's he's young, man, right? And also, it's tough. I think with him, like, obviously, like, he's shown some flashes. If you look at, like, the pro football focus grade, I don't really care, you know, but he is, whoo, he's down there. He's number 33 right now, right behind uh, Thayer Munford Jr. Is this so, all left tackles, or what is this? What, what this position is this? Just all offensive tackles. line? Yeah, all tackles. All, all, just, yeah, tackles, offensive line. He's not really graded out all that well. I don't really care about that, though, because he's young. And also, like I said, I mean, there's been some flashes, and then there's been some like, oh, man, this is tough to watch. But how I feel about his future is, I mean, I definitely think he has a future, especially it depends what he, the work that he puts in. It's tough like when you're not the guy or like some weeks you're the guy or they're rotating offensive linemen. I, I just have never been a big, huge fan of that, right? Like rotating linemen. And I know that they've kind of like went away with that. I don't know, man. It's just, it's kind of tough when you're moving around all over the place. So I'll say that, but. To be honest, I like him, but I mean, I wouldn't hate like Joel or, you know right. what I mean? Like, especially where they're going to be picking in the first round. I might want like the next stud. I mean, I just don't know that he could be that, but I hope it's that he can. Be. Cause I would rather take honestly like Roma Dunze or like one of these stud wide receivers and get Jordan Love, like some real help. But uh, yeah, yeah, that, that'd be my answer. You know, I, I think I, I'd they feel don't... a little bit more comfortable with like one of these big time guys though. If they don't go tackle, there's probably going to be five, six, seven tackles in the first round of this draft. If they don't go tackle, they're going to go secondary. That's what I think. I don't think wide receivers can be even thought about till the third round would be my guess. But we'll see how this whole thing plays out. All right. Uh, that was uh, from first. Nick uh, tweeted two questions. Uh, and we'll go with the first one. What player slash coaching change are you realistically making in the offseason? I'm assuming you're going to say Joe Barry. Yes. Joe Barry and I might reconsider the entire anybody that's doing anything with special teams once again this year. Besides know, yeah, yeah, him and then like anybody, like anybody else though that that he uh, that under him as well, um, or maybe even that recommended him. It's been a nightmare once again. So again, it comes down to like can guys not play? But special teams is just not where I want it to be. But We'll see. I mean, I also, I, I don't, I don't know about all that. I'm just pissed off from the last couple of weeks there. I think you do have to fire Joe Barry. I think you need a new scheme and, okay. th and then maybe some guys want to come back and play football again. Uh, so there I go. I don't think you fire LaFleur, obviously like Goot, Murphy, all those guys are back. So realistically, I would say the only guy gone is probably Joe Barry. And then right. whoever else has to go on the defensive side of the ball. Tony from Texas, power rank the Packers wide receiver group moving forward. Power rank, so list them in order as far yeah. as how good you think their futures are going to be. You know, top four, let's say, top five, yeah. whatever. Jaden Reed, number one and two, just because he's the real deal. No, Jaden Reed for me is really number one, though. Um, I wondered what Jaden Reed was going to be because I loved him so much in college and I really wanted Jaden Reed, and we actually ended up with Jaden Reed. I just wondered... You know, I kind of thought that this was going to be his role, that like Swiss Army knife kind of guy, the gadget type guy, slot wide receiver guy. But I think Jaden Reed is like wide receiver number one good. Um, you know, and especially in like today's league, why couldn't he be? You know, people said C.D. Lamb was never going to be a number one wide receiver. And he's still lining up 75% of the time in the slot. He could play on the outside, though. And I think Jaden Reed is just an absolute baller. He's a stud and he's my favorite Packer right now. So him number one. I like Dobbs. Still number two. I just think that he's got a different skill set. But he's been more consistent this season. He's got a good relationship with Jordan Love. He could be like the back shoulder Jordy Nelson right. type guy. He's not going to be explosive, but you really need that possession underneath type wide receiver. I feel like that's really what Kansas City is missing this season. You know, Juju hasn't been good this year, but last year him and Kelsey kind of being the underneath guys. Uh, really like open things up down the field for like the MVS, Kadarius, Tony type, Sky Moore kind of guy. So I'm going to go Dobbs number two, Watson number three. His ceiling obviously could make him number one. The problem is, man, he can't stay on the field. Um, and he struggles at times with drops. Then it's Wicks for me, you know, and then kind of like everybody else's. I'm not going to call it project, but I see like some flashes. But uh, those are the guys I think that I like the most. I and Torrey, you can't forget about Torrey. I, I kind of like all these guys, man. That's a tough question. But definitely um, those would be my top guys. And Jaden Reed's my number one right now. What yeah, I think, I think I would still go Watson one. Um, 
I I really like Wix a lot. Um, and I like Reed a lot. So that's a coin flip two, three. Pick whichever one you want to put there. I think both of them are contributors on this team for years to come, kind of going forward. And I think Dobbs is four, like you said, just because of the lack of explosive plays. And he's going to kind of be that that safety net probably for Jordan Love. The problem is, is that you have two tight ends that can be his safety net. I mean, Tucker Kraft is way better than anybody thought. So you have him, and then you have an explosive player in Luke Musgrave. When these guys are both healthy next year with the wide receivers that are healthy, if they can find a running back that's not going to be named Aaron Jones, because I'm guessing Aaron Jones probably isn't back, but we'll see. Um, and even if he is, they still need somebody to be explosive because you can't count on him to be healthy. Um, if they can find an explosive running back that's a young guy that can be a difference maker to go along with the wide receivers and tight end and quarterback, this offense is going to be stupid good for the next several years if they can figure out a, a young running back to put with these wide receivers and tight end because they, they look really, really good. Uh, let's see. Uh, let's see here. Uh, here we go. Jason, what say does Murphy have in this GM coach, uh, GM coach and coaching staff? Well, uh, according to everybody involved, Murphy pulls all the strings. Gunnikun's pulls none. Gunnikun's draft players, and that's all Gunnikun's does. And then after that, hands off. He's got no say in coaching staff. He has no say in anything. It's all Murphy. That's what the media tells you. That's what these Packer fans uh, that think they know everything tell you. I tend to disagree uh, as far as what the the Goody role is. And I think he has far more power than people realize, but either way, that's where we're at. Uh, Boog Scout, uh, last one here on Twitter. Is Joe Barry in the top three worst defensive coordinators in Packers history? Is he among the top three defensive coordinators? Yeah, I think he's the worst. In- <laughs> no, seriously, though. Dude, you gotta go. You gotta go, Spark. You gotta go based off resume. Like he's the guy that lied on his transcripts and somehow it's like a movie. Like he gets into college, it's like Legally Blonde, you know. But oh she was God. smart. But but the, the difference was Reese Witherspoon was smart. She just didn't want to be a lawyer. He ain't smart, and he don't know defense. I, I said he ain't, and he don't know. My mom would have been. My mom would be so mad as an English teacher. Yeah. But like, no, I mean, man, um, Capers won a Super Bowl. Yeah. So what are you going to say? Like, are you, you going to put Mike Patton was, I don't think Patton was really the issue. He was just like, he wasn't going to change, you know, the way that he, he was really aggressive at least, but like he got a job the next year and like, you know, he's, he's a guy that like, I, I don't know. I, yeah. Joe Barry's the worst. All you right. How about this? Yeah. Here, here's some numbers. I got some numbers. I got some numbers. coordinator for an Owen 16 football yeah. team. And now we all hate him. Like, well, what has he ever done? That's good. So yeah, for sure. Zach Cruz uh, tweeted this out. Joe Barry's Packers defensive ranks in 2023. Pay close attention. 22nd in yards per play. 25th in expected points added. 22nd in takeaways. 26th in the passer rating allowed. 29th in interceptions. 22nd in sacks. 28th in yards per rush. 21st in scoring percentage. 25th in adjusted net YPA. 25th in third down percentage. And 31st in plays per drive. Now tell me again. You're in the solution business, Matt LaFleur. You looked at those numbers and said, ah, I'll just help him. He'll be fine. That 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 was the determinant factor, huh? You know, all those crap numbers, you've determined he's not the issue. It, it's Devondre Campbell, the, the caller. He's just not lining him up right. That, that's, that's what the issue is. They, they don't know where they're supposed to be based on first installs back in the spring and, and summer. Based on first installs, you still don't know where you're supposed to be. Again, I mean, you could say the same thing about LaFleur's offense, but LaFleur's offense at least has a bunch of rookies and so forth. Now, you do have Valentine. You've got some young guys on defense. But the guys we're talking about, Owens, he's a vet, man. He started all the games for the Texans last year. He ought to know where the hell he's supposed to be. Ford was on this team last year. He should know where the heck he's supposed to be at this point. I mean, there are some guys on this team. you got no damn excuses. Quay Walker, you're year two, man. you got to know where you're supposed to be. Devondre Campbell. Again, some of it is just complete nonsense, and it's a, it's an embarrassment uh, to this organization that Joe Barry still has a job, plain and simple. And damn, really... weren't you, were you all about like uh, keep Joe Barry just a couple of weeks ago? I said Joe Barry's going to keep his job unless something went horribly wrong because of that yeah, three game stretch. You weren't all like fired up, like uh, fired Joe Barry. Neither was I. Like this is what this is what the season has done to us. Now look at us. We well that up. game. I mean, it's Baker Mayfield. I'm sorry. I mean, it was pitching. Thank you. There was, there was, it was pitch and catch the whole way down the field, and it was Baker Mayfield again. If Patrick Mahomes comes in with a perfect rating, I don't think Packer fans are nearly as pissed off. But it's Baker freaking Mayfield, with all due respect. Like, yeah. get out of here with that nonsense. I come in there and I say to Joe Barry, for those watching at home, 
uh, with a Nerf gun, of course. Bang, bang! Get out of here, Joe Barry. No, seriously, like, I don't like people, like, losing their jobs, right? Because at the end of the day, like in the NBA, for example, like, everybody was like, fire bud, fire bud, fire bud. And I was like, guys, like, the guy just won a championship a couple of years ago. And what right? did they do? They fired, they fired bud. bud. I Let's see how that, let's. Let's see how it plays out. Because yeah, there's no a big difference here. Hold on. I see all you guys pissed no, no, off. No, no, no. no, no, no. There, there's a big difference here between those two scenarios. One, the ownership group with a box, far more cutthroat. They were working on a deal with Jason Kidd while Larry Drew was introducing Jabari Parker at a press conference. They were cutting a deal behind his back. Th that ownership group, and now Lazary's out fine, but still, that ownership group, wants to win more than anything in life and will do whatever the hell it takes to win. All right. They don't care. They're going to try and win. Mark Murphy is not that guy. He's no. just not that guy. It's and fun. he's never going to be that guy. And sometimes being that guy will backfire. It backfired on Jerry Jones. It's backfired on Daniel Snyder over and over again in Washington, trying to be cutthroat and figure out how to win at all costs. So being patient does serve its purpose, but they've been patient enough with Joe Barry. They, they've been patient enough and uh, enough is enough. Or, you just need to change your structure and admit that that was a complete failure uh, and go back to the way most teams are structured going forward. And that is letting the GM have all authority over coaching staff, hires, and everything personnel going forward. The coach reports to the GM, the GM reports to the owner or to the, the president in this situation for the Packers and move forward. I just, to, I'm done. I'm to, done. Quote I'm, the I'm great, to quote the late, great Owen Hart, enough is enough. And it's time for a change. Joe Barry, really quick spark. Let me let me add a little context to him. Not only maybe being the worst DC top three in Packers history, I'm going to say worst DC ever in NFL history. 2007 Lions, 30th defense. 2008 Lions, 31st defense. 2015 Washington whatevers, 21st defense. 2016 Washington defense. 25th defense, like you said, 2022, 20th defense, 2021, 22nd defense, this year overall through 14 weeks, 28th defense. Somebody, somebody tell me why this man yep. has a job. No somebody, idea. somebody. No He's making right. me lose my mind. Yep, uh, we'll do this again uh, coming up here in a couple of days. We'll see what if the I still have a mind. Wednesday, and we'll go from there. He has Ryan Horvath, follow on. Uh, X Twitter at Ryan Horvath. Follow me at Sparky Radio. Download, listen on your Odyssey ever. If you download your favorite podcast, at check us on the Odyssey Sports YouTube page too. Like, subscribe, hit the bell for notifications. Enjoy the rest of your day. Toodles.